I am uh, the founding pastor of Mission Point Community Church, and I am blessed to be here with you and excited about worshiping with you today. Uh, as we uh, think about Christmas and some of the things we have, I, I'm, I'm going to probably jump around a little bit. I've got notes here, but I'm probably going to ignore most of them uh, because I was talking with my wife, Janice, a little bit earlier this week, and she had to do a, a stand-up at her work, and they have to share a little bit of uh, an idea and a thought, and normally she tries to do something funny, but she couldn't come up with it, so she came to me, because uh, I, I, I'm, I'm typically able to come up with something hysterical, but, but w since I couldn't uh, on this moment, I decided, you know, maybe I could encourage her to share something uh, a little more serious. Uh, she recently went with me to the Dominican Republic on a mission trip that you helped uh, create an opportunity to provide a Christmas uh, meal and, and some activities for some of the children there. And it made me think a little bit about uh, what we experienced. You know, yesterday uh, we came together and had a, a family Christmas with my boys and my daughter-in-law and my mom and and exchanged our gifts. And, and I brought mine, one of mine anyway, here. Uh, this is something that my sons and daughter-in-law gave me. I don't know if you've seen these before. A Yeti... Uh, cooler slash collector of stuff that I can put on my boat, but I like it. You know, it's, it's very nice, and it, it's somewhat pricey. They had to come together to, to provide for it. I can take it, like I say, and put drinks and, and food on my boat when I go fishing. And But as I think about this, the whole community in the Dominican Republic probably didn't have as much as this would have provided, the, the cost of that. Uh, I also, my wife gave me some tickets to go see Ronnie Millsap in concert. And y'all you know, don't even know who Ronnie Millsap is, do you? I, I, ha I had a feeling that you would not. My boys didn't either. And so, uh, but you guys know who Ronnie Millsap is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I listened to him when I was in high school and college. He's, he's good. He's a blind uh, country music singer and has some, a lot of nice songs. And so we're looking forward to that. But again, uh, the tickets for that were eighty dollars a person, and you start thinking about these people in the Dominican and, and people here, and what they live without. And you start thinking about it. It was probably very similar to what Jesus's family was experiencing when they went for Jesus' birth and couldn't find a place to, to, to have that event. You know, living and, and birthing. Uh, our Savior in a manger. It's, it's humbling to think about that. You know, the blessings that we experience, not, not that we shouldn't, but it also is a reminder of what we should be doing to minister to people in our community and people around the world. So uh, anyway, don't covet my Yeti. Uh, you can't have it. I like it. I'm not saying I'm going to give it back, but I'm just saying it is a reminder for us that we should be thoughtful and consider what we should do around the world. You know, and, and here's another point. I just told you how excited I was about my Yeti and about my Ronnie Millsap tickets. You know, I'm pumped about those things. So I told you about those things. You should, and you probably have celebrated some of the things that you got at Christmas. You, you celebrated an opportunity to spend time with family 
and friends. And you told people about it. If you didn't, you should have. Because this is neat stuff. It's good stuff. And, and we tend to do that. When things in our life are exciting, things are, are happening that we enjoy and that we appreciate, we tell people about it, right? Some of you have had that opportunity just in, in today and yesterday and Christmas Eve. Luke 2, 17 and 18 says, uh, When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning, uh, concerning what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. The shepherds saw an amazing thing. They heard the amazing news of the birth of Christ. Guess what? We know more than the shepherds knew. We have the, the Word of God that told much more in detail about who was being birthed and what was going to be happening and what He was going to be doing on our behalf. The shepherds went out and told everybody that they, uh, that they saw what they had seen. This amazement that they experienced I'm, I'm hoping and praying that you've experienced that same amazement. When is it not amazing to know what Jesus has done for us? His birth, His life, His death, and His resurrection is amazing. Are we telling people about that? Are we excited? Are, are we amazed about that? We should be. It's much greater than my Yeti. It's much greater, you know, Apologies to Ronnie Millsap, but it's much more exciting than going to a Ronnie Millsap concert. It is the most amazing thing that has ever happened in the world. It is the most amazing thing that will ever happen in the world. Are we sharing that story with those that we come in contact with? How, not to embarrass anybody, not to shame anybody, as you gathered yesterday to open your gifts, how many made a focal point of that celebrating the birth of Christ? Some of you probably did. You may have read the, the story. But sometimes that story gets lost as we go through our decorations, as we go through sharing gifts, as we go through spending time together as family that amazement becomes the lesser than part of the season. It's not too late, right? We still have that opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ's birth, life, death, and resurrection with those we come in contact with. And we should continue to do that. I wrote a note here. Sometimes boldly proclaiming the gospel requires humility and the humility that is commanded by Scripture and modeled by Jesus. Another passage that we can look at and can understand what God is wanting us to do is Philippians 2, 5-8. through 8. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in, very nature, in the very nature of God, and did not consider himself with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, 
he humbled himself to become obedient to death, even death on a cross. When we consider the story of, of Christ's birth, his life, death, and, and resurrection, obviously there is a great humility that he modeled for us and that he commands us to be a part of. Sometimes, most times, when we share the gospel, when we do the things He's called us to do, it requires humility. It requires us to do things that are uncomfortable, whether it be locally, domestically, internationally. Sometimes when we have that opportunity to share the gospel, it makes us anxious. Sometimes when we think about the things that God has called us to do that are sharing the good news, that are doing the things that the shepherd did by sharing the amazement that they experienced, that they shared, we resist because... Well, you tell me why we resist. We resist because I'm not sure that I have the words. We resist because maybe my lifestyle doesn't exemplify what we think uh, would be received by those that we are trying to share with. The shepherds, when we think about who they were, they were considered sort of a, a lowly class. And so we may think people wouldn't receive what we have to share. And so we resist that opportunity when it presents itself. Maybe we're concerned. You know, when, when the shepherds shared what they shared, they said with the amazement that they had experienced, how do you think people responded to that? Did they say, well, that's awesome. Maybe. Some did. How do you think some of the others responded? You're crazy. You know, there's no way that that could be the case. That's the, the Son of God? So, so maybe we become anxious that people that maybe don't know us, or maybe people that do know us, would respond in a way that would maybe make us look less than. So we become anxious there. So why do we do it? Because we're commanded to do so. We're commanded to exhibit and to demonstrate humility because Christ demonstrated humility. He, he came in the form of a man. He was God, yet He humbled Himself to come in the form of a man. So when we go and we have those opportunities uh, to share, how do we do so? One, we do so with amazement. But we have to decide that we're going to... How do we humble ourselves? Sometimes we, we do so by... Um, when we went to the Dominican, we had to dress up in outfits to, to be, to be uh, characters from the, the manger scene. You know, 
honestly, we the no Phyllis did a great job making our outfits. I will say this, she could have used a little bit different material a couple of times because she used some flannel. It was hot. You know, we, we roasted in there. But, you know, we probably didn't really look like biblical characters. I mean, because we were wearing glasses and, you know, shoes that didn't match sometimes our outfits. So it, it was a little bit of a humbling kind of thing. I, I, I meant to bring some pictures to show you those, and I, and I will get those to you in the future uh, that will be a humbling experience to show you what we look like but there are things that we must do to humble ourselves to position ourselves to share the gospel uh, sometimes that humility uh, means to say things that we're uncomfortable with saying uh, sometimes it means that we have to sacrifice things that we don't want to sacrifice. To do the things that God has called us to do means that we must humble ourselves as Christ humbled Himself by coming, giving up so much. As believers, uh, you've seen and heard the story of Jesus' birth and all that we've talked about there. Uh, we're called to go and to tell. Romans 10, 13-15 shares that there are multiple ways that we can do so. You've, you've heard me before use this passage. Uh, uh, I've got a friend, and some of you know him, Chuck Clark. He says that he could preach my sermons for me because he's uh, heard me several times, and he, he says that I repetitive. You know what? I, I am somewhat. And you've probably heard me use this passage of Scripture, and, and that's fine. I hope you have, and I hope you've... Pay attention to it, and it, it reminds you of how we're called to minister. It says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can we call on the one they have not believed in? How can they uh, believe in the one whom they have not heard? How can they uh, hear without someone preaching to them? How can they anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. All of us have an opportunity to share the good news, to, to go and tell. Uh, it may be a different way. Uh, I say it. I, I, I apologize because I had pulled some some prints, uh, some pictures uh, from some of the trips that we had had uh, to the Dominican. Not that that's the only place to go, but that's one of my favorite. And and, and uh, as you know, I, I go there a lot. Uh, but I had pictures that included uh, pictures of Janice, and, and her role, Janice, uh, works extremely well with the women there. Uh, and she'll work with children pretty well, too, but she likes working with the women better than the children. Uh, is that correct? Yes, I, I thought so. My mom, I had a picture of my mom there on a trip. Uh, she wasn't really working that much, but what she did, uh, uh, she, 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 well, she had a broken leg while she was there. But uh, during that trip, we delivered devotionals that were purchased with monies from the memorial funds from my sister's uh, uh, death. And, and, and that's the way my sister wanted to serve. So Mama helped me deliver those. Mama and Jim, my late stepfather, helped us deliver some devotional materials to the churches that we serve. So that's one of the ways you can serve. You don't have to 
pour concrete or or do some other things. You, you can serve in the way that you're gifted. Uh, me, uh, I, I'm beyond the place where I want to haul buckets of concrete. I, I'm just going to tell you that. I don't. They won't even let me do that anymore. I'm, I'm more relational in the way I like to, to serve. I believe like God has called me to serve. I, I enjoy working with the leaders there, the pastors there. I even enjoy spending time with the young people, not so much the little ones. You know, Missy, that's your job. Uh, I'm, but the teenagers uh, and, and some of those young adults, I enjoy spending time with those. I had a picture of my children, my, my boys. Uh, that's hard to say children. Uh, they're uh, 35 and 36 now. But they love the sports. They'll get out there and play basketball, and they'll do other things uh, out there. They'll, and they'll do okay with the little kids too, because they throw them around and do some things there. You know, there's different ways. Uh, uh, some I don't know that any of you have come and done, but Lauren on her next trip, she's going to come and do music, uh, because uh, because that's one of the things we we can do there. We we've gone and we've taught uh, music and, and how to sing. We we lead services. Uh, there. there, there's so many different ways that people can serve. Locally, there's things that we've done. When we had the thing out at the park last year, uh, uh, there were some people doing hot dogs there. Uh, I think weren't weren't you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, right here. You know, the Gazinsis were grilling hot dogs for us. Uh, that's ministry. That's, that's missions. There's so many different ways. Dot lives on my street. Everybody on our street seems like probably knows about Mission Point because she's, she's invited more people here than probably everybody else combined. Uh, you know, Dot knows and she just travels around. Dot helps my mom. You know, when uh, we were moving in, she was moving her hand. Dot's probably done more work helping my mom than I've done. Uh, I hate to say that, but she's she lives just you know on the other side, and, and she's just a servant. And and there's each of us have ways that we can minister to people around our community and around the world. And we're called to do that. We're called to, and to humble ourselves and to serve in different ways. This passage says, "All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved," but. We must first get the message to them. How do you get that message to them? Uh, this, uh, this is where I get off my notes here. Uh, the organization that I serve, uh, we use Matthew 25 as sort of our theme verse in, in incorporating. I, I can't quote it perfectly, but it says, uh, one, it says that when the Lord returns, when the king returns, and, and I, I want to remind you that the king is coming back. Y'all know that, right? He, he is coming back. And he says, how does he recognize those who are his followers? He says, those who, uh, of when I was hungry, thirsty, naked, a stranger, sick. When, when those who minister to them, hey, I've got a place prepared for you. And he says, you know, and, and, the, people, and the, the people say, well, hey, when did that happen? Well, when you ministered to, to me, the king, you, uh, it was by ministering to those who were struggling, those who were least the least of these. All of us have that opportunity to do that. And when we do that, it opens up opportunities to share the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, 
you know, I've experienced that when, when I've gone to the Dominican so many times. Eventually, you, you know, you, you, you get uncomfortable. You say, how, how do you get... Stephen talked uh, last week. One of our emphases in the coming year is to have gospel conversations, right? Y'all remember that? Were y'all paying attention to that when he said that last? Stay, Stephen. They're saying yes, okay? If you're watching, they, they did pay attention to you. We have gospel conversations. And, and some of us, this is our humbling ourselves. This is how we get nervous and anxious. We say, I don't know how to get into that conversation. But here's one of the ways you do it. When you serve people that are hungry, thirsty, naked, strangers, and sick, you get that opportunity because I've been so many times, I was adding it up yesterday, I have my list, I've been to the Dominican 34 times now, and, and many of these communities I've been to, they start asking you, why do you keep coming back here? Ding, 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 ding. There's your opportunity. There's your opportunity to have that gospel conversation. You say, I come because I love you. But more importantly, I, I come because Jesus loved you. When I had nothing I could do for my salvation, nothing that could help me, Jesus came. He was really the first missionary. When we had no hope, nothing that we could do to find salvation, the only one that could came. 2,000 years ago, Jesus came and brought hope for us. And that's what we should be celebrating this time of year. That's what we can uh, tell others about. That's the amazing thing that we should be talking about there, whether it's local, whether it's domestic, where it's around the world. We've been commanded to do that, and we have opportunity to do that. That's where we get our beautiful feet from, by doing the things that God has called us to do. I, I told you a little bit earlier, if you didn't remember, that I uh, was the, the founding pastor of Mission Point. When we were coming together, Tim and Kathy were also founding members. I, I'm trying to think if there was anybody else. I think that's the only one's here. Well, Janice uh, and myself. Uh, I don't count her because she comes with me. Uh, uh, but as we came together and we were discussing who we wanted to be, who we felt like God was calling us to be, uh, mission point, uh, what, what do you think we thought was to be the focus or should be a focus? Missions, right? We are called to be on mission, a great commission church. When we came together, uh, Henry probably remembers some of the conversations uh, when we were talking about where we would meet. He so generously provided us something, and, and he probably was sweating during that conversation when he was asking me, you know, how much could we pay, you know, on rent? And I, and I said, well, basically, 25% is going to missions. So, uh, that's cutting into what we can do for you, Henry. Uh, but, you know, he, he didn't blink at all at that because that's who we feel like we were called to be as a church. Mission Point, a church that is on mission to share the good news of Jesus Christ 
uh, are giving a substantial amount uh, to go on missions, uh, whether it be uh, inter, you know cooperative program giving, whether it's associational giving, whether it's giving for us to be able to go. That was an emphasis for us. When we talk about who we are, we share, and uh, let's test you right now. We say at Mission Point, we don't have members, we have missionaries. Uh, you know, we are called and we want to be that. You know, who? when we say Mission Point, who is Mission Point? That's each of us. That's not just holistically a church. Each of us has a role, whether it's Dot on the neighborhood, whether it's me in the Dominican Republic, whether it's Lauren on her next trip uh, when she when she sings. And, you know, I mean, she's she's already on mission. You know, we were at you know, Lauren. I'll embarrass you a little bit. That's okay. You're you're okay with that, right? You know, she's in our small group, and and it seems like everything we saw. Who does this, Lauren? Who does this, Lauren? I mean, she she's on mission here. Now she, we're going to work on her doing some other stuff, but as a church, she's got a great uh, heart for serving in so many ways. All of you, all of us are called to be great commission missionaries. My challenge uh, to you today and as days come, well, let's test you again. Okay. I ask you, I have asked you, pray three things every day. Anybody want to take a stab at number one? Lord, today, give me a chance to, sh to share my faith. Number two, recognize that opportunity when the Lord provides it, because He will. And number three, seize that opportunity to be obedient to do so. If we do that, we are indeed missionaries that we're called to be. Be challenged to do that. Be obedient to do that. Allow God to use us in ways that will inspire us. Uh, that's going to be an emphasis that Stephen, Pastor Stephen, uh, he's, I think everybody knows he's traveling with Holiday right now. And, and that's what he's going to ask us to do. Ask you and me to do every day in the coming days, to reach our community for Christ, to reach our uh, state and our uh, country for Christ, to, to reach internationally out there. And, and it's a sweet opportunity to do that. Uh, I tell people when I get you to the Dominican, I got you. Because if you go, you, you fall in love with that. But you'll fall in love serving in any way. Lead someone to Christ and understand the joy that comes with that. It's a beautiful experience. Find your way. Find your niche to serve and to be a missionary. The challenge that I have for you is the same challenge that Scripture has for you to go and to tell. I'm going to invite our musicians to come and we're going to have a time of prayer. We're going to have one last word of challenge and then we're going to sing a song that is our outgoing song. Let's pray again. Father, today as we've gathered, we've had a, a beautiful opportunity to remember the love that you've shown us, 
to experience uh, the things that you've done for us. Hopefully, Lord, to recognize the, the gift that has come from you for us. And Lord, I, I just pray that you would remind us and you would renew in us the amazement that the shepherds felt. Lord, that we would, with that amazement, Lord, we would go and tell everyone that you put in our path, Lord, that we would today have an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And we would, as we have that opportunity, Lord, that we wouldn't miss it. We would not be so preoccupied with all that's going on in our lives, the, the busyness of the season. But instead of, of experiencing a busyness, Lord, we would recognize the opportunities we have because of this season to tell others about it, Lord. And when we have that opportunity, Lord, that we would seize it, we would jump all over it, Lord. And in our amazement and with the opportunity we have, we would tell someone about the love of Christ and the hope that he brought 2,000 years ago. Lord, thank you for all that you've done for us. Lord, we love you. I pray we would do a better job of demonstrating that love. And Lord, uh, in the days that come, you would show us how it is that we can go and tell, whether it be physically going, whether it be prayerfully going, whether it's uh, financially going, in whatever way that you give us that opportunity, Lord, help us to seize it. Help us to be a church on mission. Help us to be individuals on mission. Lord, as we work through this season, Lord, I pray for our pastor as he travels. Lord, you would bring he and his wife uh, back safely. Lord, we look forward to having them back with us uh, next week and uh, letting him uh, continue to minister and speak to us. Lord, for those who have traveled away, I uh, pray uh, safe returns. Lord, for the, the balance of this season, Lord, uh, I thank you that we have a time together with family and friends and for the time that we've had already. Lord, we love you again, and, and we pray uh, as we close out this service, Lord, that you would give us a renewed amazement. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.